Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of Daily Fantasy Sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in Daily Fantasy Football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Dan Bach. What's up, what's up, Grinders? Happy 4th of July. We're here. Holiday special. Fantasy Fix Podcast here. We're filling in for Dan Bach, the Weekend Grind crew. I'm Josh, Sir Giant, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk. Travis Mangone, as they're calling him on Twitter, Mangoat. Uh, I like that one. That's a cool nickname for you. But uh, Travis, how you doing today, bud? Yeah, yeah, good. How are you, Josh? Uh, yeah, just uh, enjoying the fourth, having a good, uh, you know, having a good, uh, good MLB, uh, good MLB last week, and just kicking it off with a good week this week again. So uh, just hoping to keep keep the momentum going with the Fourth of July, man. Uh, should be a fun day. You know, get to watch the hot dog eating contest, uh, you know, go to a barbecue, have a good time, party it up and watch some fireworks. So uh, should be a fun day. Yeah, all that sounds great. Hanging out by the pool with the family, you know, barbecuing, uh, checking the games, watching the games. going to be a lot of fun. Lots of baseball today. We have two slates today. Uh, big slate at one o'clock. There's going to be tons of content for that on Roto-Grinder. So you go ahead and check out some of that content. Uh, what we're going to be doing is just covering the later slate that locks at 7, 10 p.m. Five games, uh, Eastern time, 7, 10 p.m. Five games today. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's an interesting slate, and we'll get into that. But uh, before we hop into any of that, give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis is at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Yeah, the hot dog eating contest, man. You know, as a New Yorker here, and, and you know, you being from Jersey, that's kind of like a, a, a little uh, pride thing over here, man. I, I grew up going to Coney Island, going to Nathan's. Uh, still stop by there every now and then. You just, you know, I know that there's a bunch of like Nathan's popping up everywhere now, like around the country. But uh, there's nothing that beats that Coney Island Nathan's hot dog, man. Like you go there, you get the lemonade. Uh, went about a month ago with some of my buddies. It's, it just still holds up, man. It's just so good. And walking around the boardwalk there, taking a ride in the Cyclone. Uh, when I think of Fourth of July, you know, I, I always think about Coney Island. So, so it's nice to see uh, see the hot dog eating contest still alive and still going strong. Um, so, it's, you know, it's always fun. How about you, Travis? You ever been to Coney Island? No, no, I've never been. It's uh, you know, it's not too far though. But I, yeah, I've never been. Uh, never been to Coney Island, but. Uh... I just like watching the hot dog eating contest on the, I think it's fun to watch and uh, just, just totally entertaining. So uh, I, I, I always make sure to put it on, uh, put it on if I'm around the house uh, on uh, 4th of July for sure. Yeah. I'm going to have to take it to Coney Island, man. One of these, one of these days, maybe uh, in the next couple of weeks and then you could give a review 
uh, on the Nathan's food. And when we come back here on, the, on one of the weekend grind podcast podcasts, it'll be a lot of fun uh, to see to see uh, you know just to have the experience, man. Coney Island's so much fun. But uh, yeah, uh, let's go ahead. Let's hop into these games. Uh, like I said, five games on the slate, slate seven ten p.m. If you're looking for content on the early games, uh, go ahead and check out the Road Grinders main page. There'll be a ton of content for that early slate that locks at uh, I believe it's one o seven p.m. Is that correct? What time is the early slate? One o five p.m. today, Eastern time. So. Uh, check the content there, but uh, we're going to cover the late slate here. Uh, as always, we like to start with pitching. Uh, and here's, you know, this is a very interesting slate as far as pitching goes because you have to make some difficult decisions. We have some top price pitching options that are in good spots, and we also have a cores game on the slate. So uh, one of those uh, pressing moments where you have to decide between where you want to go. Do you want to load up on bats and uh, take some risks with your pitching, or do you want to look for that safety net with pitching and then... Uh, you know, find some value bats and hope that they go off. So, uh, you know, we're going to start whenever he's on the slate. We always start with him because, uh, you know, arguably the best pitcher alive uh, right now, especially, you know, among active pitchers, Clayton Kershaw, uh, you know, going against the Arizona Diamondbacks at home in Dodger Stadium. Seven is the game run total. Implied run total for the Diamondbacks, lowest on the slate. 2.46 is their implied run total. Now, if you look at Kershaw's numbers here this season, people are saying, you know, he looks human. But, I mean, he's still I mean, he's still doing an incredible job. And his price isn't too, like, out of control. Like, it's 12.4 on FanDuel. And over on DraftKings, it's at 12.9. Uh, and on Fantasy Draft, I believe you could get him uh, at, at around a, a similar price range as far as, like, salary cap is concerned. Let me check that real quick. Um, it's you know either way, no matter where you're playing them, you're gonna have to pay up for them. On on uh, on fantasy draft, yeah, he's 25-2. So, uh, you know the matchup though is, is it's a very good spot, and people usually see the Diamondbacks and they think, okay, you know, especially because early in the year they were just tearing the cover off the ball with their healthy lineup. People look at the Diamondbacks and and sometimes they get a little worried. They might think that's like a cost of concern paying up for a pitcher against the Diamondbacks, but it's Clayton Kershaw at home. And if you look at the numbers against lefties this season, you know, it made more sense early in the year when they had, you know, Pollock and like, uh, you know, guys are just hitting lefties real well. But their ISO now on the season has dropped to 131 against lefties. Woba is at 248, atrocious compared to the 342 Woba against righties. Uh, 221 Babbitt, you know, and 25.2% strikeout rate against lefties this season. That's a huge strikeout rate, especially going against Kershaw, whose strikeout numbers 31.6% to righties and 24.4% to lefties. Uh, it just, I feel like this is, you know, it, we're going to mention Kluber in a second, too, because I think that he makes a pivot off of Kershaw if you don't want to go there. But, I mean, it's hard to fade Kershaw here, isn't it, Travis? Like, I just feel like he's in such a good spot, and he's playing Kershaw, and he's not priced high enough to where you feel like, you know, you, you you can't pay up for him. So how do you feel about Kershaw here, Travis? Yeah, uh, I mean, I like Kershaw as always, but real quick, I actually have a promo to give. So let me give the promo real quick, and then I'll give you my Kershaw take. Um, I forgot to say, obviously our show is sponsored by Fantasy Draft, but every entry into the 100K walk-off earns two raffle tickets, and you max enter it. if you max enter it, then you get uh, 100 raffle tickets. Drawing, basically, if you draw into this, you get all these raffle tickets. Then what we're raffling off, Roto-Grinders and Fantasy Draft, we're raffling off two sets of two MLB tickets uh, to a regular season game of your choice. Uh, one $109 Fantasy Draft PGA Championship Live Qualifier 4 entry. Two pieces of premium Fantasy Draft gear, 
autographed by a pro athlete, 20 Roto-Grinders t-shirts, and 10 Fantasy Draft t-shirts or hats, uh, winner's choice. So uh, uh, there's something in the form for it, uh, in the forms too as well for it. Uh, just wanted to give that a plug. Uh, so go, go jump in that hundred uh, K walk off and, uh, you know, read about it. It's, and it, it's, it's only for, um, existing, um, let me make sure I get it right. Uh, it's only for new and old RG referrals. So, uh, make sure that you're uh, part of the referral program for fantasy draft. You have to be one of those. So make sure you get into that, uh, be a new or old referral. And then you are accepted into that. So as long as you uh, signed up through the RG link, then you should yeah, be yeah. qualified. Okay. Yeah, and it's a pinned. Uh, it's it's pinned on the forums. I was told. I was told that yesterday. I haven't checked yet, but I'm sure it's pinned by now. I would assume. Uh, yeah, definitely. If you guys haven't um, signed up for for fantasy draft yet, by the way, go ahead and do so. Uh, I'm not just saying that because they're the sponsor of the show. Uh, the site is just it's it's a very good place to go where you know you get smaller tournaments, but still with you know solid prize pools, you have a good you know a better shot at winning a smaller field tournament than you would a huge field tournament. So you know that works in your favor. Plus, the pricing is usually pretty solid. And for baseball, you know, you don't have to play catchers. You know, the way that they break down the format, I think, is, is very nice. So, uh, you know, it gives you a little bit more of an edge. You can play, you know, have more flexibility in playing the hitters that you want to play. So definitely check out Fantasy Draft. I'm going to have to hop into that. You know, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know about that promo, so it's a good thing that you mentioned that here. Uh, definitely yeah. go and do so if you haven't already. Sign up through the links if you haven't signed up. And if you did sign up through the links, go ahead and try to hop into that contest. But all right, let's, get, let's hear about your Kershaw take now, Travis, now that we got that done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this slate is weird, right? Um, it's only five games. There's two pitchers that you like, two stud pitchers, right? That you feel really good about. Like, I mean, I I, I consider Darvish a stud too, but he, I don't feel as good about him. I, you know, two that you feel like really confident in, like absolute studs. Like toward they're in their own tier. Uh, Darvish is in a tier right below it, but um, I think. It's tough. I kind of lean Kluber if I had to pick. Um, it's it's really tough. It depends on like the salary and what site. Like they're the, any site you look at, they're all kind of pretty close though. Um, I'm kind of leaning Kluber. I mean, Luke, Kluber has just been lights out, man. Like he has been absolutely crushing it. Um, Kershaw hasn't been as great, and I mean there are some guys in the lineup that do concern you, but again, like two of the guys that really do concern you in that Diamondbacks lineup are uh our lefties are Peralta and Lamb so Kershaw should be able to handle them with ease um it's mainly Goldschmidt I feel like I have to dodge of anyone uh and that but that San Diego line is bad here's the other debate right so this is it, it's a course slate uh I don't think I'm gonna play Kershaw maybe not even Kluber also because I think I'm just going to load up on cores uh it's it, it's it it's tough uh if you tell me if i have to pick one kershaw or kluber um well let's wait I think I'm gonna, yeah go well, ahead go ahead go ahead if you tell me i have to pick one i think i'm gonna lean i think i'm gonna lean kluber uh but i i get why everyone, i get why you want to like kershaw against arizona right park downshift uh it's definitely like a really good park for uh the dodgers then uh you know and then we have on top of that uh Kershaw hasn't been Kershaw hasn't been as good this year which is the one reason not to play him like there's pros and cons I think uh I think both ways right um yeah. I think the one if we weigh him out if we weigh him out though that's the thing you know you have to look at not to cut you off but we have to you know Kershaw has the park has the park advantage here you know being a Dodger stadium uh Cooper has the strikeout um you know strikeout rate advantage uh at 35 percent opposed to 31 for Kershaw uh, they, they're dead even on, on their opponent's strikeout rate around 25%. But here's like, here's the thing is like, 
Arizona's WOBA is like 50 points uh, lower than um, than San Diego's against righties, and their ISO is a good 50 points below where San Diego's uh, ISO is against righties. So, you, you know, you have uh, – and their BABIP, too, is, is about, I think, 70 points uh, lower against – uh, righties in San Diego. So San Diego has like the advantage as far as like being, you know, they're in a better ballpark and they hit righties better than um, Arizona hits lefties, you know? So that's, that's the thing. It's like the matchup is, is actually better for Kershaw and, and the park is better for Kershaw. But, uh, but Kluber, I guess has just been, you know, re- as of recent times, Kluber has been absolutely lights out. So it's kind of like hard to figure out where to go there for me because uh, you know, you want to go Kershaw, and uh, we know that Kluber can get lit up. You know, I think Kluber has more of a um, more of a uh, blow up potential than than Kershaw does. Not saying it's a high blow up potential here against San Diego, but I think that we've seen him get. You know, we've seen him come out and his stuff's just not working. You know, uh, I'd like to see the umpire stats too. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, where were you going with it? Yeah, I mean. I think my play is going to be just uh, I might fade both of them and just play cores. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but uh, we, I mean, we're talking about pitchers. We have Homer Bailey on the mound. I mean, dude, this guy is awful in cores. Uh, run total over seven. I just feel like I'm going to rather go side with the bats. Uh, on a two pitcher say, I might be able to make it work if I can throw in like another cheap pitcher. On a one pitcher say, it's just going to be really tough. Um, but man, it's. It's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, the question is Kershaw or Kluber, and I think for me, it's just going to be I'm going to pass on both, and it's going to hurt to pass on both. But uh, so let me hear. I don't know if, I'm for- if you're going to do that, where are you going to go, Travis? That's the question. Is like, the, it's not like we have a lot of uh, solid options here at a lower price range. So, so who else are you looking at? If it's not Kershaw, it's not Kluber. Where are you going to go? Yeah. So, and and again, like I'm only playing tournaments on this slate. I'm not going to play cash. It's only five games. I'm going to be out on the fourth. I'll probably play just a couple teams for some action. That's all. Um, but if you're not like, and obviously Kershaw and Kluber, I don't think I have to like, you know, give more sets on like, they're great plays in this spot. It's pretty obvious. I think the question is what do we do with the other, with the other guys, especially on two pitcher sites. Cause I don't think you're making a viable Kershaw Kluber team on like uh you know, fantasy draft or DraftKings, one that's like actually going to be able to win. I just don't think that's going to be the case today. Um, but uh, it's, it's a great cash game strategy, right? To lock in those pitcher points. But for tournaments, I don't see you being able to get enough bats to do that. But, um, I think Darvish, the problem is he's 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 only a little bit cheaper than Kluber. That's kind of the issue. I'd rather just try and find the money for Kluber probably. But I don't mind Darvish. Like I don't mind him on like a one-pitcher site like FanDuel. Uh, there's there's enough savings there where I think it's interesting. Uh, and he, the, the other problem is like there's guys like uh, – there's two there's two uh two parks where I don't really like to take pitchers in in Atlanta and Colorado and they're both on the slate and then if I cancel those out that literally leaves me with uh guys who haven't discussed are David Price, Trevor Cahill and Patrick Corbin. So sorry, I'm kind of like beating around the bush on like what I want to play, but um I think Dar I think Darvish does ta- I think Darvish between Darvish and David Price there is upside there, right? Uh they're both guys who can have elite strikeouts. Like, I mean, obviously Darvish more than Price. Price has shown that he's had some issues, but he's going against a Texas team that can strike out a ton. Uh, and David Price has, he has had his issues this year, right? Uh, he's been coming back from an injury. 
Uh, so that's part of the issue. And David Price's K percentage against righties is 21.5% this year and 15.2% against lefties. And I know that's not great, right? I understand that's going to be a hot weather game, but it's not like David Price can't turn the clock back and have a big game at 8.9K. I, I think the the ability is there. He's able to do it. Now, I'm going to try, I think, and maybe take a chance with him. <clears throat> I don't think he's a bad route to go. Trevor Cahill for 7-1. Uh, I don't like going up against Cleveland that much, but I think Trevor Cahill for 7-1 is not a bad price to go to. I love uh, Sean Newcomb um, just as a whole. Like I think he's like a great, he's going to be a great player, a uh, nice prospect. And for 6-7, I get I don't like targeting the Astros right, but and I, I think this is something to look up, and I probably – I didn't think of looking it up until, uh, until we were pre-show, something I should probably look up, but – Sean Manaya has a really, he's like a young prospect lefty that has a real, not prospect, but he's been in the league like a year or so now. And he's, you know, supposed to be a talented pitcher and he's, he's got like really good stuff. And he's one of those guys that has actually dominated the Astros, like absolutely has been really good against them. And Newcomb's like a young lefty. I'd be curious to maybe, and I know it's like a long shot, maybe see if this like lefty's got some similar, uh, similar stuff as Manaya. I don't know specifically what stuff they each throw. Uh, but I'd be curious, maybe kind of look at like Manaya and see what he throws and profile against Newcomb or just go to look at like Newcomb, you know, and see what he throws compared to the Astros and see if we can get away with a guy like Newcomb for 6.7 K. But I just think these cores bats are going to be so important. Like I'm just very, uh, I'm making sure I play the Colorado bats. And the thing I like about this is you have to take a stand, right? You can't play both. So if you think that the, the playing Kluber or Kershaw is the way to go, like go for it, play them, but just know you're not going to get any Rockies bats. And I'm going to be on the side of getting Rockies bats and trying to figure out with these pitchers. Cause I do think there's upside with some of these guys like Corbin has some upside. He can get hit hard, right? But there's volatility. Uh, Newcomb, he's a really young, talented pitcher. We've seen Cahill show some good stuff, but it's against the Indians. So it's kind of iffy. And then Darvish and Price, right? Those are two guys that can be concerning and Brad Peacock, right? You can pay up for him. And he's another guy that has uh, looked good this year and had some uh, strikeout upside at matchup. So uh, I know it was like a long winded answer, Josh, but uh, that's kind of where I'm looking at pitching for, uh, for now. How about you? I mean, I know you talked about Kluber and uh, Kershaw, but what do you think about my takes on what I said and what's your, your, your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely merit to pivoting in tournaments to, to Price or to Darvish. Um, and I don't like taking pitchers in, uh, in, you know, in Coors Field or at SunTrust, uh, either or in Texas. And those are like the three games that are, are, you know, three of the five games here on the Slater are being played there. So that's kind of, uh, an issue for me. Uh, my thing is like, if you're looking at it, it's like where, where you, you're not going to take Homer Bailey, Homer Bailey, right? Like that's not going to happen. But then you look at Cincinnati against lefties, and they have a 329 ISO, man, and a 428 Woba against lefties this season, 315 BABIP, and they're only striking out to the tune of 14.5%. So, like, it's, you know, you're definitely not going to play Freeland here. Like, you know, he's it, all these numbers line up for him to get lit up today. So you're not going to take Freeland. You're not going to take Bailey. So you cancel out any pitchers in that game. You got the hot weather in Texas, which last night, you know, didn't turn into an absolute massacre like we thought it would runs-wise, but... Uh, and we got two pretty good pitchers on the hill, so that might limit the damage a little bit. But still, like I don't know if uh, you know, like Darvish and Price's upside can't really can they like match up to like Kluber and and Kershaw's upside is the question, you know. And I don't I'm not sure if they can. I'm not going to play Corbin, you know, against the Dodgers who uh, hit lefties pretty well now with their with their new lineup. And uh, you know, I think I think 
maybe like maybe Newcomb would be the spot I would go on a two pitcher site like DraftKings if I was you know if I need to go down somewhere. But I just don't. Yeah, like you know, I'm not trying to give a long winded answer, but this is a tough slate to crack, especially with pitching, and you have to make a decision. You're either gonna go with Kluber or Kershaw, or you're not. And if you're not, it's like where you're gonna go. I think that instead of flirting with the high, you know, the mid priced options or the options that are, are closer, like like if you're not gonna go Kershaw or Kluber, like like especially on FanDuel, like just don't. I don't think you should go Darvish or Price either. I think you should just go all the way and go with a guy like Newcomb or go with a guy like you know Cahill or like. Like, that's, like, I think where you should end up going if you're going to go. Just, like, go go all the way cheap if you're going to go cheap, you know? Um, and Cahill, you know, like, I would normally see him as a good tournament option here, but the problem is he's coming off that rehab assignment. He only threw 60-something pitches in his rehab assignment, too. So I'm not sure. I haven't seen anything about a pitch count, but I'm not sure if they're going to, like, let him stretch out here, you know? And he does have a tough matchup. So um, so I'm not sure if, if I'm really going to be comfortable going that route. So... Well, you know, long, long winded answers, as I said, you know, because it's just tough to crack. I am I think what I'm going to do, I think I'm not going to play cash, as you said, because it's just too tough of a slate to play cash. So what I'm going to end up doing probably is making about, you know, 10, 10 to 15 lineups and just spread it out and make different combinations of like pitching and uh, and hitting, you know, and try to get some course bats with cheap pitching and try to get some cheap bats with top pitching options. What I really wish I could do is go Kershaw and Kluber on DraftKings, but uh, you know, you do that, then you only you know you have three thousand per hitter left, and I'm not even sure if you can make like a, a viable starting lineup like with guys that are actually playing at the price range on DraftKings. You know, I'm not sure if you get uh, all the hitters you need that 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 will actually be in a lineup. So, um, so yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think that there's definitely merit in tournaments to pivoting off of the top priced options, but I think if you're going to do that, you should go all the way down to like a Newcomb or like a Cahill and um, and just. Uh, just go that route. If if uh, if you feel like you could play Price, if you feel like you play Peacock, you know who I think is also a nice tournament pivot, then then do so and get your bats in. But uh, you know, either go all the way with the bats, like the Coors game, or or you know, go all the way cheap with the bats. That's I think that's where we got to go, right? Yeah, and then here's the other problem, right? It's a five game slate, so like the smaller, uh, the smaller the slate. Uh, the smaller the slate, the less value we're going to have. So that's another issue. That's definitely a knock against the pitchers um, for sure. And the other thing, though, is that I think uh, on the smaller slate it is, I think the more uh, – I think the better it is to pay up for pitcher too, right? Like the smaller the slate, the more you feel the safer a pitcher. But, again, like I kind of like expressed, especially in tournaments this year, like hitting is just so important. Like they are absolutely crushing the ball. And, like, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just not fading this total, right? Um I'm not fading. Uh, I'm not fading a 7.13 Rockies total. Uh, I'm not not fading even even the red side of the ball, right? 5.87. Like I want to get some exposure to that, but especially the Rockies side. I mean, Homer, Homer Bailey's bad. I just want to make sure. Uh, I just want to make sure that we uh, definitely get uh, get get in those Rockies bats. But um, I don't know, Joe. So we know Kershaw and Kluber is in a tier of their own, right? Like we've kind of uh, we've kind of talked about that. So tell me, what do you think? Um, who do you think is your be- your favorite option below Kershaw and Kluber? Like, like I guess, give me your one and two if you had to pick. I mean, you know, you said you're going to go cheap, but which guy do you like the most? Then, uh, what out of the cheap pitchers? Yeah, Newcomb would be the guy that I'm going to go to, especially on DraftKings. He's 67. You know, like like I said, if you went Kershaw Kluber, you have three thousand left per position. If you go Price and Newcomb. Um, you know, you have 4,300 per position. So I think that opens up a lot more doors going that route. 
Yeah, I, I, I like I like Newcomb a lot. I think that's a good route to go. Um, for me, uh, it's it's definitely really tough for me to choose. I, I think I'm going to go Price though, man. Uh, I know it's not the uh, I know it's not the safest option, but I know he can show the upside. But uh, I'm going to side with him. I think it, I think it could be uh, could be a good play there. Um, and even yeah, it's just tough because Peacock has been really good this year, man. Like. Ugh, man. I don't know. I think price is interesting, though, right? I'm just going to hope that I can get this stud. And like I said, I'm not going to play a ton today. I'm just going to play a couple tournaments here and there, put it in a bunch of different contests, and call it a day uh, on the uh, late slate. So uh, that's about it for me for pitching. Uh, do you want to move on, Josh, or you got anything else left? Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So long story short, if you're going to play Kershaw or Kluber, it sounds like you, you would pivot towards Kluber. Yeah, I think if I yeah if I play one, I'm gonna definitely look at Kluber probably because I I'm sure like yeah I think Kluber's the guy I'll play if I have to pick one. All right, and your top lower priced option if you're gonna go off of that. Um, yeah, it's like Newcomb and Price are like the two, and then like Corbin right behind. All right, it, we, we can agree. Of, we can agree yeah. on that. Uh, not so much Corbin for me, but I think that if I'm gonna on a two pitcher site, if I'm gonna go off of Kershaw and Kluber, I'd go Price Newcomb. So, well, I don't, I don't hate Corbin. I mean, I don't know. We didn't talk about him a ton, but I, I know you say you don't like him, but like it's a, it's a nice park shift for him, right? You know what I mean? And the Dodgers aren't that great against lefties. I, I get, I get why you don't maybe like him, but there's just not many many options. You know what I mean? But I guess you're just gonna go Newcomb and call it a day and not play Corbin. Well, I want, well, I want to play guys like. Uh, you know Taylor and Turner and Forsyth against the lefty here. You okay, know what I mean? okay. So that's uh, we'll get into that with the bats. Uh, certain guys here that I really like against lefties, and you know even with the park, you know the park shift. But uh, but yeah, so so it sounds like that's where, where we're at at pitching, and uh, I think with that we can move on to the hitters. Uh, if that sounds good to you, Travis. Yep, let's head over to the hitters. All uh, right. Catcher, uh, you want to kick us off at catcher? Sure, I'll kick us off at catcher. Uh, Catcher, again, if you guys listen to our shows normally, we like to find correlation, cheap home runs. Try not to spend too much at catcher because, uh, you know, other than Gary the Goat and, like, Buster Posey, you don't really have a lot of great hitting catchers in this league. So, uh, But uh, there's a few on the slate I think that we could look at a little bit. Uh, Dadis here at SunTrust, if he's starting, going against Newcomb. As I said, I like Newcomb, but if I'm not going to play Newcomb, I don't mind targeting Gaddis. He's one. Of, he's one of the guys. You know, while while Houston's uh, numbers against lefties aren't as good as you'd think they'd be, Gaddis has been a career guy who could really hit lefties well. So I have a little bit of interest in Gaddis here in tournaments. Um, if I'm not playing Newcomb, uh, outside of that, Mezzarocco here and and Coors, who I know you're going to love, Travis, because you love Mezzarocco. It's one of your guys um, going against Kyle Freeland here. I think that he's certainly in play. Uh, it's a good park upgrade for him. Has lots of pop in his bat. So. Uh, definitely think that he's in play here, and uh, Austin Barnes against the lefty. He's probably my my top play. Uh, always like Austin Barnes here against the lefty, even though you know he's at home or that park's not great for hitters. He's just been crushing the ball lately, and, and it's a good spot to get him. And he's still relatively cheap, so uh, under 4K on DraftKings and on FanDuel, I believe he's still pretty cheap too. Let's look over there um, on FanDuel. You could get him for. Um, twenty six hundred, which is uh certainly, certainly a good price um over there. So, uh, I'd say that you know Barnes is my top, my top price per dollar play, a uh, point per dollar play at catcher, and uh you know if I'm not playing Newcomb, I definitely have some interest in Gattis. Seventy two hundred, by the way, on fantasy draft for Austin Barnes. So good price over there if you want to put a catcher in your lap. You don't have to on fantasy draft, but if you're going to, Austin Barnes definitely makes sense. So that's where I'm at at catcher, Travis. How about you? 
Yeah, uh, I agree with your Gaddis take, right? Like, I wouldn't mind him at the top if you're not playing Newcomb. Uh, but I, I think my top option at catcher is Mezzarocco for sure. Uh, you're right about that. If he's in the lineup, or even if Barnhart's in the lineup instead, but I think it'll be Mezzarocco. I, I definitely like them a lot, but uh, I would just rather not play catcher today. I really don't like it. And, you know, fantasy draft is a great place to do that, right? I don't have to play a catcher, and I don't love catcher today, but if I'm forced, those are the guys that I'm kind of looking at. I probably won't waste a roster spot on um, – I probably won't waste a roster spot, like a Rocky spot on a catcher. I don't know. I just, I hate those Rockies catchers. They always try out. Maybe Walters I'll throw in if he, just to maybe be different if I, if I have to, because I don't know if people want to play Walters, but I'm going to try and not play him in my Rocky stacks if I can. Uh, I'm going to do my best to make sure I don't, because I, I just hate playing him. Um, I don't mind uh, if you can get like Jan Gomes against Trevor Cahill. Like uh, I think like a Jan Gomes or Roberto Perez are an interesting like punt option uh, you can go to. But uh, yeah, there's not a lot to love and catcher, and it's something I'll just uh, gotta wait and see what the lineup say. And hopefully we'll get like a cheap option where I can just kind of punt and get some salary to be able to get in those cores bats for me. All right, so it sounds like Mezzarocco is your top option as of right now. Yeah, he'll be my top guy. Okay. How about you? Uh, I like Mezzarocco, too. I'd say uh, Austin Barnes and Mezzarocco are pretty tied up for me. I'll probably just hedge between the two of them. Try to get some, uh, you know, probably like some 40-40 split with 20% Gaddis in there if I'm using the RG lineup builder to, to you know, pump out some lineups. So that's where I'm at, at catcher. Uh, I want to move on to first base. Yeah, let's head over to first. Kick us off, Travis. Loaded position, as always. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, good, great names at the top as always. Uh, God, it's funny, like the, the top three guys all aren't in the greatest matchups, right? You got Vado, uh, Vado against uh, a lefty, which is you know not 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 the most ideal thing. Goldschmidt against Kershaw, not really ideal either. And <laughs> Bellinger against a lefty, so not ideal as well. But uh, you know they're all obviously very talented players. Uh, I, I don't know if I'll end up paying up for them, right? I think there's other guys I'll look at. Uh, I'll probably look at like Mark Reynolds right below. Like I don't mind going to him. Like if people just want to take the names above because of the name, sure. But I'm gonna take Mark Reynolds. The guy's been crushing the ball this year. He's cooled down a bit for sure, but he's been crushing the ball. So I think Mark Reynolds is uh, is my favorite first baseman on the slate right now. Um, so yeah, oh yeah, Mitch Moreland's the other guy. Yeah, I was trying to find the first baseman I liked. I think Mitch Moreland, he'll probably, you know, in a revenge spot, revenge against the Texas Rangers. Uh, he'll be against you, Darvish, who can give up hard contact. It's not, not an ideal situation, right? But uh, 3.6K is pretty cheap for Mitch Moreland. It seems like a good spot to go to him. Uh, I like him as an interesting uh, first baseman punt option. Uh, if you want to go super cheap and you're literally looking to save money, I don't think he'll be in the lineup, but say, say he is in the lineup, like, you got a couple guys down here, right? You got Scott Van Slyke against a lefty. I don't think he like actually like. I haven't seen this guy been playing in a while. Yeah, yeah he, he hasn't played. popped up. I mean, I missed I that. I know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I remember when uh, it was Van Slyke and uh, who was the other guy um, that they had uh, they had two platoon guys uh, a couple seasons ago. It was Van Slyke and um, I'm blanking out on, on the other guy's name, but uh, the two of them would just like trade off. So they'd always be like min price because it'd be versus a lefty, you get Van Slyke, and then versus a righty, you'd have the other guy, yeah. and they'd go back and forth. It was it was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, continue. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at like the cheap, like because I'm trying to see if there's like a if there's like a cheap option go right, like maybe a Ryan like Ryan Rue hasn't played in a while though. I don't think he'll pop up, but I don't know, maybe someone will pop up, right? And I, Maybe if Sam Travis is in the lineup, but he only plays against lefties. It's a problem. I'm trying to find like a cheap first base and maybe. I know where like, you could go. 
I know where you can who go. Could you, who could well, you come up with? Because well, I'm trying to see what else. Because I, I was messing around with lineups before, and I didn't have Reynolds in. I had a different build, and I was trying to find a punt for first baseman, and that's kind of what I was messing around with. And I don't think we'll play, though. That's the problem. Not so much on FanDuel um, at 2800 but I think for 3.4 on DraftKings, if you're looking for some some cap relief and you played uh, like Kershaw or Kluber, uh, I think Mike Napoli is a good play here against Price. Um, and that's yeah. about, you know, 3.4 yeah. is very cheap, and we know that he hits lefties really well. He's at home in Texas in a hot hitting environment, and, and his team is, you know, that implied total is close to five runs, so there's going to be some runs scored here. Um, is Napoli, you know, I think Napoli might be a, a good option, even if he's batting at the bottom of the order. Just I always like, have, I have interest in him against lefties all the time, especially uh, lefties who throw fastballs. Napoli's bread and butter is just hitting fastballs, and that's what Price does. Is throw, like, he throws like 70-something percent fastballs. So, yeah, that's that's probably what you do. You go you go Napoli or Moreland as the cheap first baseman punts, and Napoli's got three home runs in the last three games, so uh, I think there might be a party at Napoli's tonight, man. I think uh, if you're not playing Price, I'll, I'll, I'll party at Napoli's. I, I like that, actually, as a call. Uh, and again, I well, think Napoli's a good... Yeah, also, one more uh, one more play, too. Uh, maybe not on FanDuel. He's priced up at 3600 but on DraftKings at 3500 I think Gurriel makes a fine play, too, against Newcomb here against the lefty if you're not, if you're not playing Newcomb, you know? Yeah, I guess I guess I I think I'd rather just play Moreland or Napoli. Like like I think for me, like if I had to say like my top guys in this slate, I'm gonna go with uh, Reynolds, Napoli, and Moreland are like my three first baseman. I'm mainly gonna look at. Like if I'm playing three lineups, I'm just gonna play with them. Oh uh, man, Yuli's been crushing the ball. He's been crushing the ball good. Have you looked yeah, at his but game he's logs? like he's pretty reverse splits, man. Like he he really crushes righties. You're right, he is crushing it. Uh, he he has been crushing the ball for sure. He dominated in that Yankees series uh, pretty well. Uh, but uh, he just seems like he, he he's just a lot better against righties, man, than lefties. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, that That's kind of like where I'm at. Like, right, it's against Newcomb. Uh, so it's tough. Uh, but I get it. And who else do you like at first base, Josh? Uh, I like Reynolds, who you mentioned. I think Reynolds is a good play. Um, you know, I guy definitely has cooled down, as you said, but he always has always a good threat for a home run at home uh, and, you know, has lots of pop in his bat. Uh, I, think, I think we could stay away from – uh, like Matt Adams here, um, I think that we could stay away from Goldschmidt and uh, you know Vado is one of the interesting ones because like yeah he's getting that lefty lefty matchup against Freeland but like is Freeland going to stay in the game for that long like it depends how this game goes if the Reds come out and just absolutely tattoo Freeland for like the first couple of innings you know you're going right into the Colorado bullpen and you know that he might get some some weak righties there in cores so um, that's that's where it is and I think a lot of people stay away from him for that price tag. And just because, like, the way that the slate is, uh, you know, like, the landscape of the slate, you know, says not to spend that much money on a first baseman. So I think that, you know, gives you an edge a little bit if you have them in your lineup, in your tournament lineups. I'm not saying to go crazy, but I think that if you're building, like, 20 lineups, you could, you could give yourself, like, two Vados in there, you know? Yeah, um, I think I think the case is if, if you're building a red stack, don't keep Votto off because he's against the lefty. I think it's more of a reason to play him because he'll be low-owned and... Uh, right. Yeah, because people just don't want to play him against the lefty, right? So I, I agree with you on that with Votto. Yeah, so I think that, you you know, I think Moreland is a good call, too, as you said, for cheap. You know, if you're looking for a cheap bat with Pop, even though he's got the tough matchup against Darvish, uh, Vegas seems to think there's going to be a lot of run score just because the hitting environment is so good. So uh, we'll see where that goes, uh, I think. But I, I, I do like Napoli a lot if I'm not playing Price. I think, like I said, I think Napoli is a good play. Um, 
you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Basically, my first baseman here are gonna be based on who I'm playing at pitcher. So if I'm not playing Newcomb, I'll have some Yuli. If I'm not playing uh, Price, I'll have some Napoli. You know, like that's probably where I'm gonna end up going and just kind of constructing to my rosters. Like I said, I'm gonna be building multiple lineups into tournaments today, so uh, I'm just gonna be correlating to wherever I go at pitcher. Um, I'll just you know pick the first baseman that's not facing my pitcher in that lineup. So that's where I'm gonna end up going. But I think that there's there's definitely some good value options here between uh, Moreland, Napoli, and Yuli. So, uh, and, and like I said, Vado, if you could find the cap, is certainly in play. Uh, is there anything else here you want to cover before we move to second? No, let's head over to second. I'll kick us off. Uh, so my my top guy, if you got the money for him, right, is uh, Jose Ramirez. I mean, this guy's just been printing money. He's been absolutely crushing it. Uh, Kevin, Ke- Trevor Cahill right off the DL. Uh, I, I don't mind Cahill, but I think uh, taking some of these Cleveland bats is a great idea too. So Jose Ramirez is a guy I like a lot today. Uh, I'll definitely have some interest in him. Of course, I'm going to probably have a, a good amount of DJ LeMahieu exposure because, you know, getting exposure to that core's offense. I know Scooter Jeanette hit a home run yesterday, but I'm just not playing him at this price, and I'm going to call it a day and not not, not, uh, not try and, uh, you know, fight the Scooter Jeanette, uh, Scooter, Scooter Jeanette fan club. I mean, I'm just um, – I can't play him at that price tag. Sorry. It's way too much money in cores. If I can get him for cheaper, sure, but I'm not going to – not gonna fight you, Scooter Jeanette Homer. Sorry, I, I, I'll play him when he's cheap, but not for that price tag. Uh, and I also like Odor as a cheap option. Uh, I know David Price, right, is uh, not the not the best guy to target against. So that Boston bullpen is not good. So if David Price does blow up, I think it could go one way or the other. And if he does, I don't mind throwing in Odor as like a guy to mix in, or like even Jason Kipnis, right? Three point six k for Jason Kipnis is a really nice price tag against Trevor Cahill. So I like that a ton. Uh, what about you, Josh? Who do you like at second? Uh, it's very sl- like site specific for me. Um, so I think that on FanDuel, I really like Forsyth a lot, uh, you know, for three K, he just, a guy that career career has, you know, throughout his career has matched lefties, just gives lefties a hard time, has lots of pop, pop in his bat against lefties. I've rostered him against lefties, uh, all season this season. And, uh, he's, he's usually done well in that spot. It's just, you know, it's what he does. And, and, and Corbin is a guy that I don't think we need to be afraid of fly ball pitcher, even though, like I said, the park downgrade in Dodger stadium doesn't scare me too much off of these Dodger bats. So I think that Forsyth is, is certainly in play, uh, draft Kings and fancy draft. Not so much because of the price difference, uh, 4.3 over there on DraftKings, eight, five on a uh, fancy draft. But I do really like, um, Peraza on DraftKings and on, on fancy draft 3.3 K, uh, you get him at you know a nice bargain here against Kyle Freeland against the lefty. You want to get some stock in this Reds offense for cheap Peraza. It would be the way to go to get that cheap stock. And he is uh, according to the inside edge on Roto Grinders as a five star matchup, which is uh, you know definitely something to keep an eye on here. So um, certainly the guy that I would be targeting at second base, a uh, sixty four hundred. I'm sorry on fantasy draft, way too cheap over there. So um, definitely, yes, definitely a fantasy draft and on DraftKings go with Peraza. On FanDuel, I think Forsyth is is the lock for me. That's the way to go. That's where I'm at at second base. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's head over to third. I mean, third is like easy for me, man. Like very simple. Uh, Nolan Arenado, right? Like he's my top guy. I also think Jose Ramirez, if he's on third base eligible, I don't mind him as a pivot. But Nolan Arenado is my top guy, and then. the other guy I'm going to play is Eugenio Suarez The other for the cheaper price tag. I'm just going to play the course third baseman. I like them both a ton, and I'm just going to put them in my lineups. I don't love all the other options. Uh, do you like anyone, Josh? Is there anyone that sticks out to you that maybe you can, can convince me about? But 
for me, that's kind of where I am at third base. It's Arenado and it's Suarez. I'll mix them in and call it a day. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone has this, this idea in their head that Justin Turner is like all so reverse splits, like dramatically to where he doesn't hit lefties. This guy mashes lefties, man. He mashes everything. This guy just crushes the ball. And for 3500 on FanDuel, uh, that price difference between Arenado and Turner definitely intrigues me into wanting to play Turner here uh, against Corbin. The guy has, you know, the other day he faced a lefty. Uh, not you know a few games ago he faced the lefty I forget I forget which lefty it was it was one of the nondescript lefties that you know we could target against and of course he hit you know he hit one out like that's that's like what Turner does man like he just he mashes everything and I, I'm gonna keep playing him while he's still cheap you know if if he was like for instance if he was 4.5 and Arenado's 4.8 I would say you know go Arenado but for for 3.5 man on Fanduel it's just way too cheap for Turner. So I think there's definitely merit to going to Turner instead of going to Arenado. Now, on DraftKings and on Fantasy Draft, where they're priced a little bit more similar, I think I'll find the cap for Arenado and go there. But uh, so for me, like, you know, it's all about it's all about site specific pricing here on the slate. So I think the best spots for me to go would be uh, would be Arenado uh, on DraftKings and Turner on FanDuel. And I think Suarez is certainly in play, too. Suarez, we know, can hit lefties, has some pop in his bat, playing at cores, gets that park upgrade. So uh, Suarez definitely makes a fine correlation play to any of your Cincinnati bats that you'll be finding into your lineup. So if I had to rank them uh, based on site, I would say on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, I would go Arenado, uh, Suarez, and Turner. And if it was on FanDuel, I would go Turner, uh Arenado and Suarez. So that's where I'm at, at the hot corner at third base. Uh, anything else here you want to mention before we move to short? Yeah, no, uh, I, I get the Turner thing, but I, it sounds like you're higher on Dodgers than I am today. So uh, Yeah, which but, is, uh, is going yeah. to be money, man. Everyone else is going to be off these Dodger bats for some reason because they all want to chase, you know, those Coors bats or chase, you know, um, you know, chase uh, those Cincinnati bats. I, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that they'll go overlooked. It'll be nice. Yeah, I guess. I mean, for good reason they want to chase those bats. Just right? FanDuel, uh, man. Fan, it's FanDuel specific. This FanDuel pricing is just so low on these Dodgers. They do such a dramatic price difference. That, you know, when uh, when it's like when it's cores, like you know that it kind of it's like they underprice other guys like Turner here and Forsyth. So definitely, uh, definitely worth targeting there. Yeah, I get it. I just like I said, I'm I'm locked in on cores today, and I'm just gonna call it a day with that. It seems like, but uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. Find the right. <laughs> Need yeah. to find the right uh, the right build for it and whatnot, but uh, yeah, let's head over to shortstop. Uh, so uh, you know we have, a, we have some good options here today at shortstop, right? Uh, Correa he gets a lefty, and Correa against lefty always makes sense, but he's too much for me. I'm just not going to play him. Uh, Xander Bogarts is a pass for me. Any excuse I can I can find it not play him, and it looks like he's got a groin injury possibly, and they say he's going to return, so uh, he could return, but I just. Any excuse to not play Xander Bogarts. It's not, not, it's not a lefty, so I'm, I'm just not going to play Xander Bogarts. Uh, so I'll pass on that. You got Corey Seager against the lefty. I don't hate Corey Seager when he's against the lefty because people won't play him, right? And uh, he played a lefty the other day and then hit a home run. So that was uh, that was very nice. I, I love that. I don't know if it was against the lefty or the righty. I don't know. But, it, you know, it helps keep his ownership down. He's just a really talented hitter. You got Elvis Andrews against the lefty. That's great. Uh, great spot for him. Cozart against the lefty. Uh, Trevor Story, who can always hit a home run. Uh, he's real boom bust though, man. And that, when that guy stinks, he stinks. Uh, he loves to K or loves to uh, hit a home run, man. So, uh, and and then you have Trevor, K, uh, you have Francisco Lindori and Trevor Cahill for uh, only four point two K. So there's a ton of shortstop options I like here. 
Uh, if you tell me I have to pick one, uh, yeah, it's a pretty lame answer, but I'm going to the cores, right? I'm going to Kozar. I'm going to Story. Uh, if I had to pick one, I think it's Kozar, right? I like Kozar a lot here against the lefty. I think this is a really good spot for him. Uh, I like him a ton if he's in the lineup. I know he's been dealing with an injury and he's been in and out of the lineup. They put they didn't play him yesterday though. I think him and Billy Hamilton sat, so I'm assuming he'll play today. But uh, Kozar's probably my top shortstop. Uh, on the, on the uh, slate, if I had to pick. How about you, Josh? Who's your favorite shortstop? You have an interest in a sausage on San Diego? A sausage? Oh, uh, yeah, that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, I don't know. He's cheap, right? He's 2.1. Depends where he bats, I guess. Like That's an inside it, joke from uh, from our group chat, though. Yeah, a sausage. A sausage is batting eighth. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. No, I mean, I'm not going to play him against Kluver. In all seriousness, uh, yeah, you definitely want to target cores. Um, I think I'm a little higher. Well, I don't listen. I don't hate it if it got you all the cores and like you hate shortstop, but uh, and you just think like it's say okay. Like I don't mind straight up punting a position on this slate. I guess it's just like more like a game theory thing. I don't mind straight up punting like a position that you don't think is good, like a catcher or even a shortstop if you don't think it's good. I mean, I think there are good options though, but I don't mind just straight up punting it if it helped get everything in your lineup and like your understanding like. You know, it's only a five-game slate, and like, yeah, he might only get you a couple points, but you think the position's weak. Uh, that, that's just like a side note, but yeah, no, I don't think I'll be playing uh, Carlos Asuaje or a sausage. A sausage, yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Quozard and, and Story are the top plays. I think I'm a little bit higher on Story than you are. Uh, I think that um, Story is, you know, a guy with a lot of pop in his bat, and his team totals, you know, applied over seven runs, like. He's going to get involved in the mix. He's going to do some damage. So I think that he's certainly in play here. Um, I think Kozart's also in play. Uh, they're the same price on DraftKings. So that's like, you know, it kind of comes down to like correlation. If I feel like um, I don't have enough Coors bat, like uh, Rockies bats in my lineup, I'll, I'll put Story in for the correlation. If I feel like I don't have enough Reds in that lineup, I'll put Kozart in. It's just going to come down to the different rosters I construct. So I'm just going to base it around the correlation. Um, so so I like both those guys a lot. Not you know as much as I'm on these Dodgers bats, not going to pay up for Seager on the slate. Uh, don't think that you know it's a terrible play, but just you know not you know I'm not going to have ways to fit him into my construction here. And uh, yeah, so I, I think uh, I think Lindor Lindor could be a nice little pivot here too. Um, I think that he'll go under owned here between Kozar and Story. So I think that we could definitely give a look towards Lindor as a tournament pivot. But uh, if I had to rank my top three, I'd go Story, Kozart, and then Lindor. Those are my top three shortstops here. Um, how about you, Travis? Who would, you, you said that you liked uh, you like Kozart. Probably you probably rank Kozart over Story, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be playing. Uh, I'm going to be playing like Reds, and it depends on what if, how it fits the build, right? I mean, there. If you're telling me that I have to pick only one, right? Uh, and like, uh, say. I can only pick one or whatever, and I'm not, like, worrying about a stack. It's going to be Kozar. Okay. All right. So with that, we can move on to outfield then. Move on to the outfield position where uh, lots of things open up here. Uh, there's going to be lots of bats to target. Obviously, these cores bats all in play. I know you love your Billy Hamilton. Um, kind of gets that stolen base upside neutralized just a little bit in the beginning of the game against the lefty. You know, uh, we know he can hit lefties, though. But uh, it's tougher to steal on a lefty than it is on a righty. Obviously, he's facing you at first base, so he's going to keep you close. But um, I think Duval is, is a, a great play here. Uh, absolutely mashes. So much power behind that bat. Put him in cords against a lefty. You know, I think it's a good recipe for a home run. 
Uh, Scott Schebler, I think, is a guy that I, I'm probably going to end up avoiding just because of the lefty-lefty matchup. But like I said, the same thing with Votto is like it depends how this game goes. If the game script says that Cincinnati scores their runs early, then we'll get to that bullpen and he'll get some matchups against you know the righties from the bullpen. If uh, if those runs don't come till later in the game, he's going to get you know a bunch of matchups against against the left-hander. So uh, you know that's something that I don't want to pay up for. Uh, Blackman obviously against Homer Bailey like gonna have so much exposure to Blackman love that car goes back to they uh, kind of caught up on his pricing I remember before he went on the DL they just kept having him at like three six and like three seven on DK and it was just like you know pretty much you were getting cargo for free in cores matchups against righties so uh, now he's priced up a little bit still have interest and uh, Tapia man you just hit a home run last night kids just been crushing the ball so certainly interest there uh, 3.9 on DraftKings now and on FanDuel you can get Tapia at um, 3.2, which is an absolute discount for a Coors bat. Probably going to be batting around 6 in the lineup. So definitely someone you want to have interest in and get into your lineups here. Uh, as far as the outfielders uh, for the Dodgers are concerned, I know that I had a lot of interest there. I think uh, Chris Taylor is uh, in play. Uh, I think that, you know, you, you just got to, like, look at it as far as uh, as being, like, a, a serious pivot. I wouldn't go too crazy. If you're making one lineup, obviously pay up for the Coors bats. But... Uh, Chris Taylor makes sense if like you're you're building multiple lineups and you want to get some some Dodgers exposure and you want to you know correlate him to like your Turner and your Austin Barnes and your Forsyth. I think that Chris Taylor makes a fine uh, correlation play there. Um, yeah, that, that's about it for me. I don't have like crazy interest. And, and again, if I'm gonna do like a Gaddis lineup or uh, you know or, or get Yuli in there too, I think George Springer is definitely a play too if you're not playing Newcomb just because uh, Springer has some very strong splits against lefties. So someone you want to look at too over there. So that's where I'm at at outfield. Probably just load up on cores, maybe get a Chris Taylor in there with my Dodgers lineups and uh, some Springer into a Houston lineup or two if I'm making some of those. Yeah, those, those are all decent plays. I, I mean, for me, man, it's like Charlie Blackman, right? Like, number one guy, I'll be, like, loading up on him as much as I can. I had a lot of him yesterday. I can have a lot of him again today against Homer Bailey. Uh, Billy Hamilton actually, I think, has more stolen base upside here than you think. I mean, in 16 of starts by Freeland, Billy Hamilton has uh, – or, sorry, in 16 starts by Kyle Freeland, uh, in 16 starts by Kyle Freeland, there's six stolen bases. So with those six stolen bases – uh, you know, I think that shows that there is some upside there against Billy Hamilton. And if Tony, or not Tony, his name's Troy, whatever his name is, Walters. I always get his name wrong. But Walters, if Walters is back there catching, then uh, he's a really good defensive catcher. So then that, that hurts Billy Hamilton a little bit. But if Walters isn't back there, I think uh, it makes the matchup even better than for Billy Hamilton in stolen base spots. So just be on the lookout for that. Um, I mean, all these cores guys, like we talked about, uh, Cargo and Tapia. And if Desmond gets in there, I mean, I'll love all them. Duvall, Shebler. I mean, those are all guys I'm going to have interest in for sure. Uh, pretty simple for me when uh, looking at them. Uh, I also think, you know, looking at some of these other guys, right, uh, you should always have an interest in a guy like a Mookie Betts. I mean, 4.6 is kind of cheap for him. I don't know if I'll end up playing him, but uh, against Darvish, I don't mind, like, mixing in a Boston bat here and there that ha you think has some power. Like uh, like I said with Moreland, I don't think even mixing in, like, a Mookie Betts is a terrible idea if you have that type of money, right? Uh, 4.6K is just a discount on him. So uh, I wouldn't mind going to him. I always like playing like Alani Chisholm Hall in your uh, Indian stack. So uh, make sure to get him in there if you're going to do an Indian stack. I don't think that's a bad route to go at all. Uh, so I have interest in him, no doubt. Um, 
And then uh, if you're looking at these, uh, if you're looking at targeting uh, David Price, which I don't think is a terrible idea, right? He's either going to get blown up or have a good game, I think. I don't think there's going to be an in-between. Uh, Carlos Gomez uh, is a guy that I'll, I have a ton of interest in. Uh, even a Sinshu Chu, uh, Mazzara, because like I said, uh, that, that Boston bullpen isn't the greatest. And uh, if, uh, if, if we can get into some of those bad long, long relievers, that could always be helpful. But it just, just depends on what, what ends up happening with Price. And, you know, the Shields could bat up towards the top. That's another guy to have, uh, have some interest in for sure. Uh, one guy to note on DraftKings specifically who's just like way too cheap right now, like it's ridiculous how cheap he is, is Matt Kemp. He's 3.3K. Like uh, Tyler Naquin, Trace Thompson, Matt Kemp, Andrew Tolles, Derek Fisher, Abram Alte. Like there's just a huge issue in that pricing, right? Um, so where you can get Matt Kemp cheap, uh, I want to play, think I want to play Matt Kemp. I get it's Brad Peacock, right? Uh, but I know that like, the Houston bullpen really kind of got murdered uh, against the Yankees this weekend. So uh, I think there's some merit in playing a guy like Matt Kemp. Like we beat Peacock is good, but you know, that bullpen could be uh, hurting a little bit. So uh, I don't hate like doing Kemp as a one-off just because that price tag is way, way too cheap. Uh, but other than that, yeah, that's kind of it about me for me for outfield. Uh, it's, it's a pretty, it's pretty loaded at the top and there's not a lot to love towards the bottom, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and one other guy who's been crushing the ball, actually, I wanted to mention, I mean, this guy's been on an absolute heater, right? This weekend is Manuel Margot. I get it's Corey Kluber, right? But like, sometimes like, dude, just listen to these, just listen to what he's done. 24, 17, 7, 20, 21. Like those, those points are insane that he has done. And, uh, I think some of those were against like guys like Alex Wood. Like he played against Alex Wood. I don't know which day he played against him, but I mean, you know, he played Dodgers have good pitchers and he did that against Dodgers pitchers. Uh, and then he did it against Atlanta, which Atlanta doesn't have the best pitchers, but um, I don't know. Just something to note when a guy's on a heater like that, I, he's uh he's cheap on most sites. And if you can mix him in as a one-off, I don't hate it. Right. But Corey Kluber's a guy who I don't really want to target, uh, but just figured I'd mention him, but a lot of guys at the top I like, and I'll probably be trying to spend up in the outfield. Yeah. Margaret is uh, definitely a Jack in a bag candidate every time, you know, so that's something to keep in mind. Stole two bases and hit a home run, a different game, like back to back. So, uh, you know, if you could do both, that's good for your arcade mode lineups if you're making those. So if you want to go a little wacky, that's a good spot to go. Um, anyone else here you want to mention in the outfield, or should we move on to our stack of the day? No, yeah, let's move on to the stack of the day. Yeah, well, <sighs> we usually exclude cores, but it's like, where else do you go on the slate? You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm liking the Dodgers bats a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I, would, I would strongly advise to stack the cores game. Um, that's that's the clear stack of the day. It's going to be chalky, um, but it might be a little less chalky than normal just because of Kershaw and Kluber being on the slate. So, um, But, yeah, definitely advise to stack there. My stack of the day outside of Coors is going to be the Dodger stack. Really like them against a lefty here uh, and Patrick Corbin. I I uh, would stick to the right-handed bats. I'd stick with, like, Christopher Taylor, Turner, uh, Austin Barnes, Forsyth. You have to have Forsyth in your stacks here. Don't mind some Puig, too, um, even though he's batting at the bottom of the lineup if he's in there. Uh, don't mind some Seager and Bellinger if you want to sprinkle them in if you're making a, a couple of different combinations. But uh, but mainly, if you're just going to make like one stack uh, outside of cores and it's going to be the Dodgers, just stick to the right-handed bats. That's where I would go outside of cores. How about you, Travis? Who's your stack of the day outside of cores? Uh, yeah, it's kind of tough. I'm, I'm struggling to figure out which, which stack I'd like to go. I think... 
Um, I think Houston. I think for Houston has nah, Sun Trust. No, I, they're so expensive though, man. Like I'm they trying are. to think of like price tags and like how I would end up making it work. And I think due to the price tags and trying to think of like the stack that would end up working the most for me that I because if I go outside of cores, right? I if I go outside of cores, I want to make sure I'm getting either a Kershaw or a Kluber, right? So I'm trying to think of like how the salaries work, and I'm not like doing it physically in front of me. I'm just like calculating it in my head. Um, and I, I think it's going to be, and I know I said, like, I like this pitcher, but I think it's going to be Texas, right? Uh, they're, they have cheap salaries throughout the industry. And I think what I'm end up doing, like I said, I don't, I don't love, the, I, I think it's a good tournament site because it makes you make a stand. But uh, in a way, I'm kind of not going to make a stand here, right? Like, say I'm playing, like, two tournament teams. I think I'm going to go, like, one David Price, and then I'm going to go, like, one with a Rangers stack, right? And then that Price team will have uh, the Rockies, and then, uh, you know, maybe the, uh, the, uh, the Rangers stack will have like a Kluber. Uh, so I think that's kind of how I'm going to do it. And I think I'll, I'll pick the Rangers as my uh, stack, stack of the day, just because uh, like I said, I think price can go one way or the other, right? You can either be really good or really bad. So uh, that's kind of how I'm going to do it uh, on this slate. So that's my stack of the day. My stack of the day will be the Rangers. And Hey, don't be afraid to mix in some of those lefties, right? Uh, some of those guys like Sin Chu Chu. I mean, that guy's been absolutely crushing the ball. Like you can get lefties at a cheaper price tag too. Uh, like Sin Chu Chu on DraftKings is 3.5 K. Like that's crazy. Uh, for him. I mean, he's normally cost like 4.5 K and it's being priced in because of the lefty. And like I said, if he does get blown up, right? Like, uh, early we'll get, uh, we'll get a lot of those righties in the, uh, Boston bullpen. So don't hate that. So, uh, Texas is going to be, end up, it's funny. So <laughs> David price on this late is one of my favorite, uh, high upside possible pitchers. And Texas is my sack of the day. So like I said, uh, I'll probably, if I do two lineups or do four, cause that's probably where I'll end up in that range. Uh, cause I'm not going to do a ton of tournaments. Uh, I'm going to try and just split it 50, 50 and Hey, I'll probably be overweight on both then. Right, Josh. So that, that kind of helps. Yeah. Definitely gives you a little bit of an edge, but with that, we covered the slate for you guys. It's 4th of July. So, you know, put the headphones down now, build some lineups, have some fun, enjoy time with family and friends, go hop in a pool, do some fireworks, enjoy yourself. It's going to be a great time today. Really looking forward also, to it. Also, Josh, exercise exercise bankroll management. It's 4th of July, man. Right. You don't have to play for action, right? Like, just play a little bit. You don't have to play your full action. It's only a five-game slate, and if you're busy, don't don't hurt yourself because of that. So that's something to mention, too, that uh, is not mentioned enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, your focus today is probably going to be on family and friends, right? So you don't want to end up uh, putting too much action out there, and then, you know, you're sitting there stuck on your phone trying to fix things last minute when the lineups come out and all that. Like, Definitely just like, you know, have some fun. Enjoy it. You don't you know, you never want to play an amount where you're uncomfortable and you know and you're not enjoying the games. You know, you should be able to sweat it out and enjoy it. Tomorrow there's gonna be another day, another slate. You know, that's what it's daily fantasy, man. Like if if uh if you don't want to play a lot today, you could always play a lot tomorrow, you know? So um, definitely, I'm definitely going to be cutting my action, too, just because I'll be hanging out with the family. So, But it's still going to be fun to watch all the games. We have a nice early slate I'm looking forward to on top of that. So, uh, But, yeah, uh, and also exercise caution if you're doing fireworks, please. Like, don't don't uh, don't JPP yourself. We don't want to see, uh, see anyone wearing mittens when they come out, you know, losing their hand or anything like that. So if you're going to do fireworks yourself, which I would suggest just not doing in general, but if you're going to do it, exercise extra caution. So, uh, but with that, yeah, uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a good time. Happy 4th of July. And guess what? We're back tomorrow. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. We're here for the rest of the week. Dan Bach let us be here for the week. So, you know, we're excited to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hit us up on Twitter. Give us both a follow at Real Joshua Giant for me. It's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Van Gone, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. We'll see you guys on Twitter. We'll see you back on the podcast tomorrow. Happy 4th of July. Peace out, friend.
Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, you can get both Sprint's Unlimited plan and the iPhone XR with its amazing camera included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and 24-month installment billing. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Phone $15 a month after monthly credit supplied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630 pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. 